Welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Brooke Robert. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is. And today, I don't think we're going to talk about reality television. Yes, we are. Are we? Yeah, I have questions for you. You finished the season of 60 Days In that I had to bail on. Well, I almost finished it. I left two minutes on the last episode that I just couldn't bear to watch. Really? Yeah, we can talk about it in a second. First, folks, have you joined our Patreon? Patreon.com forward slash Reality Blows gets you two bonus episodes a month. We have not posted our Patreons for the month of March just yet, but two will be coming up this week, folks, and boy, are they going to be special. They're hot and spicy. Also, give us five stars on the Apple Podcast app. Write a little nice review. We appreciate it very much, and thank you so much. And also, have you been listening to our recaps? That's right. Every Thursday, we drop a recap for the challenge, Double Agents, that airs Wednesday nights. And uh, it's been a wild ride over there on the uh, recap side of this podcast, has it not, Ash? Well, I will say it's a roller coaster. It started off strong, right? We're going straight up into the sky. You know how roller coasters build that classic tension. Now, hold then on. Are, we, you ta- are you talking about the show that we yeah, watched, that I'm we're watching, about the show. Agents, or yeah. our podcast recaps? I'm talking about the show. Oh, okay. Because our, our podcast recaps are just a reflection of the show. Right, but I was wondering, because you were like, we started off strong, and I was like, don't tell these people that we've pitter-pattered off. Talking about the show. We started oh, okay. off strong. Roller coaster going straight into the sky. Then, the dip began. Our, our, our um, you know, famous, the famous first fall, as they say, in the amusement park world we went down but then we kind of just leveled out we've been riding around there ever since is what the show feels like but i will say our recaps are better than the show wow. because we're bringing some personality to this uh this season ah, we must have caught ashley in a negative mood because i have not this is the first i'm hearing folks of this negative Come review on. of the double agent the challenge season. this season sucks i don't think it does i really don't really no i'm enjoying it this season i think it's a good season i have some problems with the mechanism of the skulls i don't really like that thing they do now and if you watch the show you know what we're talking about but um uh, other than that i think this is a a a good good season of of the challenge a lot of drama you know some action in there some good editing okay you know i'm thinking about it it's pretty good it's pretty good it's pretty good i would say i look forward to watching the show still every week i think that the joy of of the show is taken away from me because i'm taking notes yes (laughs) which is our classic power struggle in the reality blows house and honestly folks that's the reason why we're probably not going to recap the challenge all stars yeah we're not going to do it yeah i i was like should we do it ash and ash was like nope i want to watch it yeah i want to watch it i understand and we're just not those people who like watch it twice. Like I understand there are some recappers who watch every show twice and it's like good for you. Yeah, we get it. But like, honestly, we just don't want to do that. We <laughs> so. don't want to do that. And like Nick tr- has tried to take notes before, but he is like a hunt and peck guy. I'm not a good you know, typer. he's really look, he's not. trying to find the keys. Yeah, I can actually type with m- both hands and use all my fingers. So it doesn't make sense to force Nick to take notes every other episode. I'm probably the last acceptable generation of people who are hunt and peck people on the computer i bet that like kids are still hunt and peck no because way. you don't think so they spend they learn they learn people uh you know 10 years younger than us had like computers and laptops sort of handed to them in yeah. school to like learn off of 
we just had computer class right and then our home computer and i wasn't doing like typing exercises on my home computer right it's just like one hour a week you played oregon trail yeah in a room with a bunch of stinky kids yeah and there was like some typing exercises you had to complete in order to pass the class but i never took a typing class um i'll be honest i'm not a slow typer but i'm not like uh i have to kind of look at the keys so i can't really watch you guys show. should see his notes. Sometimes when I like, I'm like, I want to finish eating my smoothie or whatever. And like, Nick, you take the notes. And then he hands me back like the first five minutes of the show. And it's like, it's like Nani is dad. And I'm like, what do you mean Nani is dad? And you're like, I meant mad. It's a lot of those sort of typos. Yeah, but you should understand that Nani's nobody's dad. So, the, <laughs> and she's not dead. So she must be mad. I am excited about the all stars or the OGs. It's what they're calling it on the Paramount channel. I'm pumped about that. I, and that's why I don't want to take notes. I, I want to watch it. Isn't it all stars? It's not. I thought it was OGs. I think it's all stars. I don't think, I don't think it's old G- OGs. Whatever. I just know Ruthie's going to be there. I think that's great. Ruthie's going to be there. Yeah, the cast has come out, and the cast is pretty exciting. I love the fact that Anissa and Darrell are on that season. Me too. I think that's great. Yeah. That, that they, uh, like, I like that Anissa's got more work in, in, in yeah, television Anissa's than anybody else on the challenge right now. It's one of the hottest working women in Hollywood. Really? She's hosting the challenge and all the, uh, the challenge the podcast. podcast and all that good stuff. I, uh, I, I, we, I guess we can kind of just start talking about this because we're not going to be like doing a deep analysis, but are you guys watching the real world homecoming? That shit is. Wow. That shit is intense, man. I can't believe more people aren't talking about it. Like, it's weird. I'll go on Twitter and I will do like the hashtag like real world Becky, just trying to find people talking about Becky. No one's talking about it. I went to the real world Reddit, the subreddit. No one's talking about it. It's like this should be a national conversation. Okay. Becky lost her shit. (laughs) Had another conversation with Kevin like the one she had in 1992. Acted like a total Karen. Packed up her bags. Told Norman they weren't friends and left the house. (laughs) It was really wild. It's funny. I I had a, a boys zoom last night. Um, which is just guys like, zoom. it's only guys sometimes we do a couple zoom but but more m- more often than not it's a guy zoom and so uh last night at, at 10 what do you PM- guys call what do you call your little group of guys like the slim jim posse or no, something we're this, I, I have the so- it's sausage fest on our group oh that's because right it is just a bunch of boys it's just a bunch of guys yeah, yeah. with wieners uh aka sausages <laughs> did you guys need me to decode that for why you? <laughs> did i think you were the slim jim the slim jims i guess because slim jim is kind of like a sausage and it's an s word you know that's the that's what you do you you my mom was like that too like you uh you hear something half and it kind of half stores in your brain and so now forever like my friend uh you know she would always just call my friends like weird uh weird the wrong name the wrong name but it was it was her that was the that She'd was like, in her johnny head forever. macaroni right and and johnny macaroni was johnny macaroni forever in her head and so forever you'll just think we're the slim jim dudes or whatever yeah. the fuck you're calling us i do like slim jims though it is a great uh good snack I did mean, you peel the skin good. off of no, it no no and i and i i'm gonna remove we don't want to talk about peeling the slim <laughs> off of slim jim wait Let's, I, I have something to say go ahead. but no but you did you want to finish your real world thing because i so, wanted to talk about some life stuff right so let me f- c- complete my thought the reason i brought up the sausage fest zoom was because um 
uh, one of my pals on there, Sean, was uh, saying that uh, he's watching Homecoming. As oh well. yeah, I saw him text. I saw him tweeting with Brooke Van Poplin about it. So uh, we talked a little. Who was bit. also asking why this is not a national conversation? I'm sorry to interrupt you, it's Nick. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, Brooke Van Poplin's great. You know, she can interrupt. Uh, you can interrupt talking about her anytime. Um, but she, uh, or uh, my friend Sean O'Connor, I guess we're using last names, uh, was like. Uh, you know, uh, talking about how incredible like the, the the show and like serious the show is, and then said that he's uh, just watching the old real worlds that they put up there, and it made me a little gave me a little bit of FOMO that I haven't really done it. I mean, we've watched a little bit of the first season recently, but he's on season four right now. He's in London and really loving it. Babe, and, let's uh, be honest. What? Haven't you watched enough? Like, do you really need to watch <laughs> no. these real world seasons again? I, I, I know you've already gone through one full watch. I have been a person who has bitched and moaned, probably on this podcast early, a lot about the fact that we do not have access to the old challenges and the old real worlds. Just put them up on Netflix, cut a deal. They've done it. They have it, it's done, and it's like, well, I should watch this shit. I'm not that interested in season one. I'm getting enough of that with Homecoming right now. I really want to watch season two, which is Los Angeles, which I sort of remember. But as I mentioned to my buddy Sean last night on the Zoom hangout, it's like, why aren't they putting up the stuff that I grew up on, which was the stuff that was airing while I was like a kid, which was like seasons five through ten, you know? And uh, it seems like there's a big... From 5 to, like, 10 is gone. It's just not there. Like, picks up at 12. Uh, he says probably a music thing. And I was like, you know uh. what? They probably figured out the music from seasons 1 to 4, and they're now figuring out the rest of those seasons. They'll go up once they figure it out. Because I'm, I assume, like, around season 15 or whatever they pick it up at, MTV started to realize that they shouldn't be using such copyrighted music or things had changed already by that point, so it's a little easier to put up. But I'll tell you what, folks, uh, those seasons are my seasons. And when they drop, I will definitely be watching season uh, Seattle, whatever season that is. I'd li- I think wait. it's nine. I'd like to watch New Orleans. I don't think it's nine. But yeah, I think it's actually more like seven. But um, yes, New Orleans. I mean, I think these might, I think New Orleans might be boring. I think they might be boring. Really? But I just remember them so much. What about much. Hawaii? <gasps> or Miami? Miami, I love. Uh, I love. Every- I mean, I, I'm a big fan of uh, all of it. I I really loved Miami, but that was a boring season. What they worked at the radio station. Yeah, they worked at that radio <laughs> station, and um, I don't know. Someone was an alcoholic. I, I don't. I just remember there was uh some maybe the, there was a scandal where they 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 a couple of the castmates like stood on a chair outside the bathroom window and like something watched some sort of uh threesome or lesbian thing that was happening between a cast member and somebody else on the show or something like that that was like the big scan and that person got mad it was kind of a scandal but really didn't hold a candle to some of the other stuff that happened on that show but i digress homecoming very good watch i say jump into that shit if you have any interest at all I'm enjoying it. It's maybe my favorite my favorite thing that I'm watching right now, including the challenge. I, I'm kind of gripped by the uh, reality, if you can, if you can uh, use that sort of a thing. It's interesting. About. I agree with you. I like it more than Temptation Island and more than the challenge right, right now. I'm enjoying it. Um, it's- Temptation Island gets dragged out a little too much for me. I I, I, I like it, but I think maybe what's happening is. Uh, We've seen this happen, 
and the couples are sort of bore, more boring because they all like are like resigning themselves to the fact that like they're going to cheat and break up and it's not like a horrifying realization to them in their brain like it was for some of the previous seasons is that why it sucks i just think this season is a dud i think that like they struck out with their couples that's all but i don't really want to talk about temptation island yet we're still in the our real life section of the podcast babe folks unfortunately that's real life and you y'all are gonna have to deal with it we started the podcast and you were like ashley's in a certain mood did you or did you not say that true or false i did do you and you know why? You know why? I don't know why. I didn't have my secret cookie and I just told you about my <laughs> secret cookie and I think that I should have a cookie a day because I think it balances out my mood. Stop Listen. right there. Stop right there. Basically, right before I I turned this podcasting machine on, Ashley had come back from her walk. She makes sure she gets a nice walk in every evening and uh, she came back from her walk. And she seemed a little disturbed, and I was trying to figure out what's going on, and she was like, I need to eat grapes right now. I'm eating grapes right now. And I'm like, I thought we were recording. She's like, I got to eat grapes. And then so she came and went and got some grapes and came back up here, and uh, I bought her Crocs, you know, these nice Crocs. She was like, I'll look at those Crocs later. And uh, um, He I got was me like, some cool Crocs. I was like, why are you pissed? I got you Crocs in, in little ballerina pink uh, color, and, and uh, I'm wearing my new white Crocs. I bought us Crocs this week because uh, I'm uh, dying inside. <laughs> and uh, you're like, I don't know. Uh, those Crocs are cool, but I'm, I'm sad. And I'm like, why? And you're like, I didn't get to eat my secret cookie. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about a secret cookie? And it turns out, Ashley, on this walk to get her exercise, yeah, you can hear those air quotes, folks, she stops at a little bakery and buys a cookie and eats it while she's walking, and she doesn't tell anybody about it. Basically, for the past month, I've had a secret cookie every day. And she's supposed to be cutting out carbs with me. This is the thing. Ash cannot, cannot, cannot diet. She does not have it in her. I'm imagining she's never really done it before. I think everything I thought about her was a lie. She has no uh, autonomy over her. her, uh, She has no, what am I trying to say? Self-control over your food? I guess that's what you're trying to say. I mean, it ain't true. I mean, I just feel like we've gone through this over and over again, and all you have to do is not eat cookies, and you can't go a week i walk to a bakery every day it's about an hour and a, it's like an hour 15 minutes round trip and surely i'm burning off the calories from that, and that big, big ass cookie <laughs> what kind of cookie is it chocolate chip and they warm it up for me too what? yeah <laughs> oh my god and today i was in i was in i was in the car and our car you know can be clean sometimes but sometimes it's not that clean and especially the little crevices like where you can put stuff and a lot of receipts end up in that now a lot of masks like there's so many masks like in the yeah little, the little car holder I bet everybody's stuff. suffering through so that i'm going to get my i'm going to get my uh my mask out of the side thing uh and uh, about to go into a rite aid to to buy some stupid shit and uh, as I'm as I'm going in there, I, I see like a bright red something, and I'm like, "What is that?" And then I I investigate, and it is a uh, the what I thought it was actually peanut butter uh, uh, M and M's r- yeah. wrapper. It was yeah. just kind of rolled up and tucked into a crevice. I don't remember eating peanut butter M and M's there. I and, ate them. Yeah, when a while ago. It was not a <laughs> while ago. It was within the last week. It was in the last month. It was within the last month. 
and you just this is something that ashley i found out like pretty quick into like living with ashley like i never thought she ate any sort of like uh snacks or stuff and the reason why i didn't know that she did is because she's like a little sneaky sugar eater is what she is and uh and something that she'll do is like she'll eat like a reese's or like a snickers bar and then she like takes the wrapper and like kind of rolls it up and then she just tucks it in a little <laughs> crevice so like you'll be like in the car and you'll realize that like tucked in between the seats are just like a little like wrapper rolled up or if like i was smart i'd throw them away yeah but she doesn't do that and then like or you'll go and you'll sit in the couch and you'll just like put your hand you'll think it's like oh you'll see something is that a remote and you'll pull out and you're like it's a little Babe, candy bar i wrapper. never put wrappers in the couch i've seen you do Babe. it yes you do you stick it in little crevices now why is that i guess i'm a hoarder and i want to be found out you're a hoarder? You're not hoarding these things. I'm hoarding the wrappers, but I want to be found out that I'm eating poorly because I not, think it's funny. That's a lie. You're not hoarding the wrappers. I don't wrappers. know what kind are you of answer to hide, are, you are you trying to hide the evidence? Is that what it is? You're tucking it away? Yes. It seems like a dumb kid thing it to do. It does seem like a dumb kid <laughs> thing to do, and I couldn't believe it when I started to realize what was going on, but... You know, today I was reminded another little wrapper rolled up, little tight roll, and then tucked I do wrap away. them up. I do roll them up. I try and like minimize the yeah. space. Mm-hmm. So uh, you've been you've been eating sneaky cookies for the past month. Sometimes she goes on two walks a day, folks, and I'm like, why do you need to get? <laughs> what's going on with the sneaky cookies i mean i i'm I'm sure you guys remember the last time when we were on uh we both tried to go on a diet and we tried to have no cookies at all and i let alone i I, I let ashley alone for five minutes and she finds some cookie stash in this house and she kept a pile of cookies in a little chair by our uh our fireplace we have in the living room and she was just sitting there with the pile of cookies next to her away from where i was sitting and when i would turn my head she'd eat a cookie yeah and i did i mean this is what i this is this is incredible and uh, you can't stop her from eating cookies yeah i guess that's just you have to deal with my fat ass for the rest of your life (laughs) (laughs) well you're not fat yet but if you keep eating those cookies babe i mean you're not getting any younger i'm not gonna stop what? I'm not going to stop. I'll just start exercising again. That's what I'll do. Ash, it's just, it doesn't work that way. The exercising really doesn't, you don't really lose weight that way. I, mean, I did through my whole life. When? And then I stopped. My 20s as a teen and a 20-something and my early 30s. I just haven't been exercising for the past few years. You never exercised in your early 30s. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> Listen, folks, I, I mean, this This is probably sounds bad to everybody. It sounds like I'm sort of like, ta- yeah, sounds like you're Yeah, it sounds like you're a big jerk. But what really is, is I'm just saying this stuff, and then she's going to go ahead and eat a cookie later. I mean, it's just not going to. I skipped my cookie today because of our conversation from earlier where you pointed out that something had grown a little bit, and I noticed that it had, in fact, grown. And so I was like, fine, I'll <laughs> skip a cookie. <laughs> and when I'm talking about something that has grown, I do mean my belly over my jeans and then nick said you better watch out it's gonna get bigger than your boobs (laughs) (laughs) and i said nick and he said just giving you a heads up i just said listen i go i said listen you just want to make sure like that uh, your boobs are always winning the race you know what i mean because if the belly starts to, to pull ahead and gets closer to the finish line that's not good all right take it from me okay 
Take it from me. My tits have been in the lead <laughs> for years. So I was like, okay, I'll skip my secret cookie. And then because I didn't have the secret cookie, I just came home and spilled the beans. And that's how it works. If I had had my secret cookie, I would have maintained its secrecy. But because I was on edge, I just told Nick everything. And now I can't have a secret cookie anymore. You can eat whatever. I mean, no, it's that's not, not true. It's, no, I mean, it's, it's not. not like, you're going to just eat a cookie next time you want one no, and it's around. No, dude, don't you understand? Yeah. Part of why it tasted so good is because I knew you didn't know of it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like part of its lore. I'm not going to be interested in eating it anymore now that I know that you know it exists. So when you were walking today, I mean, you, you happen to walk by this coffee place that has yeah. this stuff. Today, when you got... like. Did you leave the house with intentions of getting the cookie and then decided not to on the walk? Yes. Wow. I was about like 20 minutes into the walk where I was like, I'm not going to get that freaking cookie today. But I should have. I really should have. I'm realizing the error of my ways. Why? Because if I had had the cookie, I would have been satiated. I would have been in a better mood when I came home. I wouldn't have told you about the secret cookie. And then that, it's very romantic when you think about it. I take myself out for a little secret cookie. I would have protected that secret. But now the whole world knows about it. So it's magic is gone. I mean, you just ate a whole bowl of grapes. Doesn't that sort of. Didn't do shit. Didn't give me that same feeling, that cookie high. I'm looking for a cookie high. Nick, say something. <laughs> I just feel like I got nothing to say about this. I mean, you. I feel like you're. You're. I think sad, I'm gonna do a whole thirty. What? You're yeah. not gonna do I'm whole thirty. Let's do a podcast about it right now. Seems pretty cool. You should. I think you should do whole thirty. I what think you should. What the? Heck? It would be good. I've seen it reset a few of my friends in their eating patterns. It's, yeah, yeah, it works well, and you get to eat a lot of shit on there. Like not like uh, shit. It's all good stuff, but it's it's less restrictive than a bunch of other diets. Um, my mom bought me a whole thirty buck, and I was like, I'm gonna do this one day. And then my friend Hallie was like, uh, I'm gonna try whole thirty, and I was like, Here, you can borrow my book. And then she moved to L.A. Uh, never ever let somebody borrow your book because then they just move to L.A. It happened with happened. another book that I love. I let somebody borrow, and then they moved to L.A. That's what I'm saying. What? I remember though. So I think my mom gave me this advice, which is like never lend out a book that you want back or something like that. I don't know. It's true. People just will take your books. I lent my uh, friend Zach a uh, book, and uh, it was the Replacements biography that came out. And uh, a couple years ago, and I I lent it to him like right before I would say I don't know a few months before lockdown, and that's it. Um, I, he still has it. I'll see him again, and you know he hasn't read it. What? Oh, you read it? I gotta check up on it's that. It's been a year. Yeah, I know. You're telling me I'm fu- disappointed. I, I don't give a shit. I can't read a book right now anyway. I'm like so bogged down in my brain. The idea of sitting down and reading a book. Like I could probably get myself to listen to a book. Yeah. But I don't know. I was reading for a while and now I'm not reading at all. Yeah. You like, were going through a crazy reading phase. You were like eating up books. And I just decided that I, I don't know. One day I just couldn't read. <laughs> I feel like I had the same experience in the pandemic. We've talked about it on the pod because I feel like I've found some salvation through reading again. I, like it's a stabilizing force in my life. Um, but there did there was like a six month stretch of the pandemic where I was like, I think I'm just I'm I have too much existential dread to read a book right now. Like I'm just kind of like living in panic, like low grade panic and shock. 
and I cannot concentrate on a book. And I think that's when we watched about 45 episodes, 45 seasons of Survivor during that time. Yeah, those were good times. I mean, those were the worst times. <laughs> the but, worst times. Those were, those were the best those of times, times and the worst of times. It does seem like we haven't watched any Survivor in so long. It's a, It's got to happen again. Well, we're quitting reality television in general as a couple. <laughs> We've decided to move out of this. I don't remember saying that Watching at all. Watching so much TV all the damn time. Nah, I'm enjoying it. I'm trying to up my TV use right now, as a oh, matter of fact. I feel like we should just talk about 60 Days In sure. and what happened. Yeah, yeah. so I uh, found out that... Uh, Wait, no. no. I want to start from the beginning. No. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna start from the from the beginning. Don't you worry. Okay. Don't you worry. I was I, I was really in a sixty days in a couple of years ago, like maybe a year ago, two probably. Uh, do you guys care how when exactly it was? <laughs> well, I don't either. I guess. Uh, so like four years ago, there was five seasons I watched, and apparently there was a sixth season that that aired like January 2020, and uh, you know. Uh, didn't know about it then you know the world sort of changed and uh, kind of got lost in the mix uh, but found the season I don't know a week ago and got very excited uh, popped it on I watched like three episodes Ashley kind of sat down for one of the episodes next thing I know I'm hooked she got hooked and so we watched uh, about 90% of the season together and then the second to last episode with 15 minutes to go there was a scene that Ashley could not take I couldn't handle and she immediately kind of screamed and started to cry. I didn't scream or cry. I just was like, turn <laughs> this off. I'm not going to watch it anymore. I'm done. And and that we did. And that was it. And Ashley said she'll never watch that I'm ever I'm never going to watch the show again. And so uh, it was basically like there was a, an inmate uh, battling at one of the COs. Part of the, part of the storyline of season six is... The COs specifically in the in the women's pod. Tell are, them what a CO is. Correctional officer. Right. The guards. The guards. Um, uh, they, they had like uh, there was a few guards that uh, just really weren't doing their job well and being antagonistic to the inmates. And, Psychological torture. Right. And then so um, one of these guards got into, you know, some sort of an altercation with somebody that needed a little bit more help that j- than jail could provide. And uh, she end up sending uh, the, the 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 inmates that there are there are inmates that get chosen to clean basically, and they get longer hours outside of their cell, and I'm sure you know time off maybe for good behavior. There's reasons to do it. Also, it seems like it's a great way to pass the time. To they're just called have a trustees. Job. They're called trustees, and they get like it's kind of like a bump up in the social order, and it's like everybody wants to be a trustee. You get more power. And you get a little bit of power there and you get to know the the COs. And uh, apparently this one CO sent her trustees into the cell with the inmate that she was having problems with to like throw like Kool-Aid and like bleach on her. It was like a crazy scene. You don't see it. You just see them entering the cell and then yelling. And the woman screaming as they throw bleach on her. And then at this point is when Ash uh, uh, tapped out. And so we turned it off, and then we put on, uh, I believe, uh, Iron Chef America, which we are watching from the very beginning. Fucking love that show. So good. We can talk about that in a minute. But uh, I finished those uh, that episode in a quarter that we needed to finish uh, today, actually, and Ashley wanted to ask me questions about it. Yeah, so if you guys are going to watch it, I guess, like, skip forward in the pod if you don't want any spoilers, but I, I don't imagine. I think that our audience is very chill with spoilers it's kind of how i feel i also don't i also think you're not wa- gonna watch this show 
Um, so this is not for you. Okay, so when we left off, Tony was like in some sort of situation. What happens with Tony? So Tony is a guy who uh, is a prison guard in an Atlanta uh, jail. I guess he's not a prison guard. He's a CEO from an Atlanta jail, and he's very good at his job. And he comes into this program, the 60 Days In program in this season six, and he's basically uh, decided that he's going to run this jail and he's going to test all of the guards. He's going to He test- comes into this season as a prisoner. You should say that sure. because you were saying he was a CO. He's a CO in a different prison. So he's going undercover. It's not undercover. a prison, it's a jail. It's he's very a different. CO in a jail. So he's going undercover in this jail as a prisoner. And nope, guess as what? As an inmate, not as a an prisoner. Inmate. And guess what? He's a freaking top dog. He's a um, pod boss. He becomes a pod boss. Yeah, y'all. pod boss is basically the person who kind of runs the whole deal. They're they're like the toughest guy, has the most clout in the in the jail. So uh, he does, and he ends up doing like two stints in a row in this season, and gets all the drugs, all the shanks. He he tests all the the COs and uh, gets some good intel for the new sheriff who's trying to change things in the jail. Um, so at the end, basically what he does is he, he is the reason for the program getting shut down at the very end of this season, because what happens is he's testing a, an officer and he, uh, tests them to the point uh, where he almost gets into a fight with a CO, but the CO reacts like you're supposed to react and doesn't escalate anything. And it ends up getting him removed and taken to uh, solitary confinement there in solitary confinement, he can't do anything. He's just sitting by himself, so he might as well tap out. But the sheriff found out about this, and after about four hours, got him taken out of solitary confinement and put back into the main population of the jail pod. Everybody around. Remember Champagne? Yeah. There's a guy, Champagne, who would probably be the pod boss if Tony wasn't around. He seems pretty butthurt about it. He seems upset that, I mean, this guy's like six foot seven. Yeah, uh, has a nice big champagne tattoo on his head, and Ashley has a crush on him. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he is kind of funny, um, and, and, but he's also very scary. <laughs> um, so, and you watch him beat up a guy for money on the show, and that's when Ashley told me she had a crush. That's not true. You love champagne. So, no, I just think I like characters. Champagne's a champagne's character. a character, folks. There are some characters that are not participating in this program that are really just in jail, and there are some really interesting folks on this show so uh basically tony comes back to the pod after four hours uh champagne and the boys start looking around and going threatening a co and he should be down there for three days why is he back today and the co starts looking at champagne he goes he's part of the program no yeah he don't know it but i think the whole time when he was arguing with tony and why it escalated was because he was like He's like, I-, I guess you're part of the program or something, so I can't do anything to you. And he's kind of laughing at him. And the CEO is doing that to Tony. And Tony's like, you know, in his interview, is like, fuck, this guy is bl- trying to blow my cover. Like, why would he do that if he thinks I'm really part of the program? Well, the reason why he's doing that, Tony, is because you're trying to make him look bad on television, which you attempted to do and, and pretty much did. Anyway, uh, he comes back, and so now there's a lot of suspicion around what's going on. And Why wouldn't he just hang out in solitary confinement for three know. days? I don't know. At least a day. Yeah. I don't know. That was a bad move on Tony's part. Now, Tony sits in his cell, and uh, what what happens is they decide the next morning to do a raid, a shakedown, which is the where all of the 
prison, the jail guards come in and surprise the inmates and check their cells and pat them down for a bunch of contraband. Now, that morning, uh, which was the morning after Tony was gone and comes back, everybody now thinks the reason there was a shakedown that included the sheriff, which I don't think happens often where the actual sheriff is doing this, is because of what happened with Tony. Tony went to and probably like rat. They all think that in that four hours, he was really being pulled out and ratting on everybody. And that's why there was a surprise uh. thing. So now the they, there's a scene after the shakedown, the initial shakedown, where the camera crews come in as they do and they want to kind of chat with people in the pods and they do this throughout the season but all of the 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 uh, inmates like have hung like their shirts and blankets over the window into their actual cells and they're not talking to the um production crew anymore wow and champagne is cursing at like the producers and the cameramen and being like fuck you you're the police fuck you you're the police i'm not talking to you fuck you get out of here you're gonna get hurt and they're on lockdown they're locked in their cells so they can't come out of their cells at this point wow like it's locked he goes get out of here i can get out of here i get the key i'll get i'll get i'll open this up right now and they're all like what's going on like you know, because they were all talking to the camera crew before this incident yeah. happened. So it's it's kind of like they've turned. And uh, he's like, get out of here right now. He's like, and then literally all of a sudden you hear kicking. And his door opens and he walks out to the, to the <gasps> camera crew. And then this, the CEO downstairs like rushes upstairs and just like puts champagne like back in the cell. And he doesn't fight, but he looks at, he looks at them. He goes, you see, like if I wanted you out, I'd have you right now. Jeez. And then puts the, and locks the, himself back into the door. Why does he have a key? And then uh, I don't know because that's the it's a bad they don't lock you know they know how to pick the locks and stuff. It's a bad jail. That's why they're there Jeez. is because the jails suck. So uh, then uh, that's when the camera crew kind of looks around and goes, uh, "Okay, Champagne, we get it." And they all kind of get up and they leave and they go immediately to the sheriff and they go, "Listen, we've heard stuff. Our cameras have picked up stuff." And our camera crews that just went inside picked up stuff. And these are like the main 60 Days In producers. Yeah. They're like, we're feeling really threatened by the other inmates. And I, I just and I and I think that the, the the participants in the program, basically the 60 Days In cast, uh, are in danger right now. Wow. And the sheriff's like, say no more. We'll pull them out right now. They pulled everybody out. And uh, that was the end of the program. Wow! Even the white guy, the Even, older. It was only motorcycle? the. It was only. It was only Tony and the white guy. Oh, not all the participants, just all the male. No, participants. no, no! It was only Tony and the white guy in the pod. So of course it, they pulled the white guy as well. But they what pulled about everybody? The females as the well. Females everybody too. came out oh. at the exact same time. They pulled them. They told them all to roll up. And got them out of there immediately because the sheriff was like, "If it's that bad, that means that something can happen, and we just who cares if we blow the program at this point by taking them all out at the same time? It's over. So let's just get them the hell out of there." Wow. And they do, and uh, you know, then they do the debrief. I hate the debrief. It's like yeah. here's the shanks, here's the drugs, and the sheriff's like, "Thank you very much." You, yeah, we're gonna work harder gonna on work keeping really this hard out of it. the prison. Um, yeah, but the person you, you, you know, when you, that lady was being assaulted in her cell with the juice and the bleach, uh, that you left like the next scene, that guard was like basically fired on TV. Wow. So you get to see her 
get her comeuppance a bit. Um, what happened to the other the, the other ladies? So okay, there was the one lady who was a police officer who kind of had like a romantic interest. She, with... she was she's not a police officer. She is also a guard from oh, a guard, from a, yeah, from a jail. What happened with her? Uh, nothing. They were discussed. That the whole end was just them being disgusted with what happened. They apparently the reason why that guard got fired so quickly is they. The, her and her cellmate, who is not a 60 Days In person, wrote, like, notes to, like, there's, like, a suggestion box, like, or whatever. And so they basically got an interview or got, like, wrote up the guard. And uh, then what happened was the camera crew, which has happened a couple times in this season, comes in to talk to everybody and walks into their cell and be like, hey, what's up? It seems like there's stuff going on. Meanwhile, they saw the whole thing and they just want to make you know, get it on TV and report it to the sheriff. So that's when they took the the cellmate, who's not part of 60 Days In, and the 60 Days In participant, both just, like, did an impromptu interview in their cell about um, what had happened. And mm. then they basically take that, they took it to the sheriff, and the sheriff called the superior CO and had them talk to this woman and then eventually fired her. Damn. And you get, like, a quick exit interview with her in, like, her car crying. What was she like? She's basically like, I only did what my superiors told me to do. That was what they told me to do. She doesn't realize that, like, part of the show, uh, that episode was, like, watching the... The, the trustees yes. attack the prisoner. Yeah, I don't think she realized Interesting. that was that was known. So was everybody pissed at Tony? Was everybody like, why did no, Tony have to like threaten the CEO? They got nothing else to do. No, they liked that he did that because they like they're all laughing. They love that that Tony was like testing the guards. They do. Huh? Yeah, because that's the people they're hiring. They're like trying. Those are the people that are making the sheriff and everybody look bad. Yeah. So like they're like, yeah, go ahead, push Jamichael around because Jamichael looks like he sh- shouldn't be a a guard. Way out of shape. Is he the one? A, he's a go- the one he's a goof. that said to Champagne that Tony is in the program. Yes. <gasps> I remember that guard. Yeah. He does look like he is kind of goofy. But Tony is um. Tony, Tony, no, Tony gives him a lot of credit afterwards because he's like, I, I didn't think he was going to do anything, basically, the way he was. But the fact that he didn't escalate it with his voice or like, you know, or look like he was getting scared either. And then immediately called for backup and got him removed out of the pod, which is something that should be done to a person who's acting like Tony. Yeah. Who's like threatening this guy, like being like, I'll take a charge for you and it'll be worth it, you know, basically. So, I mean, that that was basically the end. I found out there are two as a two part reunion. See, I was really hoping you would have watched the reunion, but it's not on Hulu. What? You got to go to A&E's like, you know, Roku app or whatever. The oh, website to they watch did it. you dirty. They did me dirty. I'm going to see if it's on the uh, A&E uh, on demand and I'll, I'll watch it that way. But, I, I, you know, I love it. You know. I love a reunion. So Okay, I'm back on. You gonna watch a reunion? I'll watch the reunion. See, it's that easy, folks. It's that easy. I just wanna see what people's reaction to Tony is gonna be because like as an audience member, as a viewer of this show, Tony is both incredibly watchable, highly entertaining, knocking his like knocking his um what is it what is his job out of the park like he's he's on a mission his, his assignment and he's completing it y'all yeah, he's completing like, that mission but he also comes across at times like a psychopath who has drunk with jail power so i'm very curious as to how the other participants are going to react to him especially the guy with the bad back 
what was his name, Mark, who had to go home because he was like, my back. Oh, those guys. Yeah, that's who I'm more interested in seeing is like the fact that these people got kind of, uh, I mean, there, there are two people that you didn't even get to see. Yeah. They left on the first but episode. But there was the one guy because, okay, so this was like two parts. Tony's in both parts. It's like two different groups two come Two halves in. of the season. Two basically. halves of the season where it's two different groups of people. But Tony is, is in both groups. He's the through line. So when he meets the second group, he's kind of like, like you know, he susses him out and he tells one guy, um, like, he, he basically tells this guy, like, you don't have it. Like, you're not going to last. Like, he, he's, he's, warning this guy about how bad it's going to be and this guy takes it personally and he's going to prove tony wrong and then he's in there for like three days and he's like my back hurts and he leaves a lot of people going into this season like this guy has got chronic back pain it's like dude then maybe don't go to jail uh on for purpose real. for 60 days where you have to like literally sleep on a cot on like a concrete floor uh, or the lady with celiac disease. Yeah, I felt uh, bad for her. I felt bad for her too. Don't put yourself in jail. She like g- couldn't eat anything. And then when she would eat something, it would call it like it had, gl- it would have gluten in it because no, like the people who were handling her food were not being careful. She gets her, roasted so hard. On, her body on would uh, swell. On Reddit. On Reddit. I mean, people are just really roasting they say? her. Just the celiac thing about how she's annoying. She's just so annoying. See, I feel bad for her because it's a real thing. It and is like, a real thing. No Somebody one took it seriously. Have celiac disease and go to jail and then yeah. be fucked, basically. Yeah. Um, and everybody acted like she was a whiny baby. You know, but still, she did this on purpose. Like, she you know what I mean? Like, I, I, can't, I can't. You sign up for it. It's just like, what the fuck? And she wasn't like, I'm signing up for this to be an advocate for other women who have celiac disease who might end up in my situation. No, she's just like, I wanted to go to jail because I work with troubled youth and I want to see how it's like. And then you get there in two days. She's like, can I have a veggie meal? And they're like, you're in jail, you idiot. And she's like, what? What do you mean? I, she I come, needs gluten-free. You know, yeah, yeah, she needs just gluten-free stuff. And she figured that every meal was going to have a fruit and a vegetable. And she found out very quickly that it's like every three meals. Yeah, it was basically it's basically meat and a bread right. is what you're getting. Yes. Um, so anyway, I'm very excited for a, a reunion of that. And uh, I'm glad I brought you back in because uh, I'll tell you, there's nothing more compelling than old 60 Days In. 60 Days In is, is akin to to a real world or even a big brother um i'm out in what (laughs) i'm just i'm out Um, i'm getting stressed out thinking about the reunion oh the reunion is gonna be great no one's in jail you know what i mean (laughs) that's true true. (laughs) it's like everybody's there that is true eating normally and it's funny like it you can't watch 60 days in too late in the night or you will have nightmares and when you look up well you will have nightmares but when you look it up on twitter it's just like a bunch of people tweeting like oh 60 days in gives me anxiety and it gives me anxiety too but it can't turn away it it is it's anxiety inducing at in the moment um and so i i do feel like it's probably not best right before bed for most people but you know come on now come on um so like nick said when he when i had this i had this sudden hammer drop of a i'm not watching the show anymore he put on iron chef iron chef america and i love it yeah I think we probably watched Iron Chef America for this show a long, long time ago. Um, but, uh, you know, it was probably stuff that I found on, I don't know, 
I don't know where I found it because it was not up, but they just put like 28 seasons up on Discovery Plus, and uh, we started from season one, episode one. Now, this is Iron Shelf America. If you folks are old school Food Network fans, you remember that back in the day, like during the day, they used to show the Iron Chef uh, Japan, the original Iron Chef uh, episodes, and uh, they would just be, you know, dubbed, um, and uh, they were fun, and then eventually, I guess that got popular enough like in reruns that they brought it back to America and they uh, kept one of, I guess, maybe the most famous of the chefs from the original Iron Chef, which is Chef Morimoto. And the and host, the, right? Isn't the-, the host is the grandson of the guy who is like the host on the Egypt oh. Japanese show. And he's also, I forgot his name, but he is one of these guys that was like a like a karate in karate like 80s or 90s karate man movies like uh, B. Kar- I remember yeah. him he was like an actor yeah um and uh what uh you know well speaking about that guy his grandfather in the original iron chef when uh, he would do the he's basically the announcer he would do like a very dramatic thing and it's then, so fun I like that they it's very it's highly stylized which right. I like so the the uh original announcer guy from the Japanese he would uh, do the do like the introduction of Iron Chef, and then he would bite into a pepper, Whoa. and that was a big thing. And so in 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 Iron Chef America, with his grandson taking the reins, when that part comes up, he bites into an apple, wow. and, he, and he winks like I'm not gonna bite into a pepper. That's disgusting. Like you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, but they uh, kept Chef Morimoto from the original show, and then they they added Bobby Flay, so and, great, and they added Mario Batali who I believe got Me too off of his network television show a few we years also ago. We don't remember exactly why, but... We haven't seen him at all. Oh, like, I do remember he was like apparently grabbed uh, his co-host's boobs or something on his private he jet. He was groping someone on a jet he or was, a boat. Uh, the other chef, one of the chefs who's actually was on the chew with him. And then remember he wrote a, an apology and at the end and included a recipe. Do you remember that? I don't. That was like a big thing. Wow. He included a recipe at the end of his apology like that he released online. I just realized, <laughs> I realized I haven't told you this yet, but one of the kids in my kids in comedy class on Saturday is doing like a whole chunk about how he is like really into cooking. Like he's gotten into cooking this quarantine and his sister has gotten into baking and how lame baking is, like how baking is just for like control freaks who like math and yeah. like cooks are for like like creative people who who don't mind fire. And like <laughs> he's like one of the things that he says is like nothing shows how cooler cooks are than bakers than the Great British Bake Off because they are baking in a tent outside of a castle. If they were cooks, they'd be cooking in that freaking castle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they like bake in the parking lot. Of the yeah, castle. yeah. It's like, oh, that's a good punch up. I'm gonna take that. And yeah. Give it to him. Um. So, uh, it's it's really fun. It's soothing television. I I I mean, it's the beginning of of what is sort of like the competition, uh, food stuff and. And um, you get like young looking stars, like a young Anderson Cooper. Right. So people come on. As guest these, judge. These really great chefs come on and they, they uh, get paired up with one of the Iron Chefs and that's who they have to go head to head. And then there's a special ingredient that they have to incorporate in all five dishes. And they cook five dishes in an hour. And this is why I feel like it's so compelling is, you know, the show with commercials is an hour without 45 minutes. But it's an hour of cook time. They probably cut 20 minutes out for time. But you're... You're seeing it almost in real time. Yeah. And so like there isn't any, you know, with like a chopped or a master chef, 
and stuff that is sort of like the children of Iron Chef, there are rounds and each round you have to do something different and there's levels. And I get it. You got to build in commercial breaks. You kind of like, well, how do we make this more fun and more game show like? Let's put rounds in there. But this is just one, five dishes, no parameters except for the fact that you have to use the special ingredient and then it's up to the judges after that hour to see who friggin' wins. And I'll tell you what, folks, in Iron Chef America, in like the first four episodes, the sh- the Iron Chefs lose a few times. Like, I mean, they're not just beating the shit out of these things. I've seen Bobby Flay lose twice, I think. Once. Once, and then Morimoto, I think, lost once, and nobody gets paired up with Batali. Yeah, why? I don't know. Uh, and then there's a female Iron Chef at some point that gets introduced, but then isn't there the next episode because clearly it's aired out of out of uh, out of order, out of out of shooting order. But I agree with you about like um, watching it in real time. It's fun. It feels it, this is my favorite show. I've decided just it's a right good now. Show. It's like my favorite show. It's it has all the ingredients to be entertaining it makes me hungry which is important that's what i want out of a television show i want to start thinking about food why do we like why do humans like watching other humans put food together so much because it's like food we all like it you know what i mean (laughs) so like let's eat it now it seems like it's i don't know there's an art form to it yeah it's like it is is truly a competition like you can see that there's a skill level and a skill set that you need now there is a show that I watched the first season of right when we got into quarantine and it's season two is airing right now and it's actually on tonight. We're doing this on Sunday night at some point in the Food Network uh, that is so good and it's the closest uh, thing I'm feeling uh, to the... um, I remember this. This is Tournament of Champions, which is like a March Madness bracket for all of these great competition food chefs that is hosted by Guy Fieri and season two is airing right now. I watched... They had like a wild card two episodes of people who were trying to get into the bracket. And I watched those two episodes. It's like a two hour long show or a 90 minute long show. It's so good. They're so serious about this. And the competition is taken so seriously. And the chef and the uh, the judges are like actual food critics from like the New York Times and like these people who are the tastemakers. So like you have this like food, this chef who like you've seen like if you watch any of these shows, you've seen on every competition show, they're always the judges on Chopped and MasterChef. Those are the people who are competing in this. And when they find out who the secret round of judges are, I'm some layperson. I don't really know who these people are, but they like lose their shit. They're like, I literally started cooking because of this woman. Like, you know, it's like, so they really care about their opinion. Yeah. And uh, so it's very important for them, for their food to to continue. And they win money at the end for charities. It's a big thing. All these people are rich already. They own restaurants. This isn't about like, hey, I'll give you $5,000 towards your restaurant. It's bragging. It's not. This one they play for because of uh, the pandemic and, and restaurants that, you know, basically almost going out of business all around the country. They're playing for their restaurant of choice that they want to send like their 10,000 bucks too. Really? Yeah, so it's a kind of like a fun, you know, cool thing That's supporting cool. a restaurant business in, in times of need. And so the first real round in the bracket is tonight. And like, it's 7.47 right now. If this yeah. is on at 8, like I kind of want to like immediately watch it, but I know it's going to wind up on on uh, Discovery Plus tomorrow or something. <laughs> so I could just speaking watch it of, without commercials. Speaking of brackets, Nick and I are thoroughly enjoying the NCAA uh, tournament currently. We filled out a bracket. It has been 
really messed up. There's been a lot of games. We're talking about basketball, y'all. There's been a lot of upsets in this basketball championship tournament that um, we just didn't see coming, okay? I mean, to be honest, Ashley and I don't really know really anything about college basketball except for the fact that Ashley likes you know, some ACC teams. I like to watch a handful of ACC games, but like I assumed Ohio State number one would make it to the final four. So there's a lot of upsets is what Ashley's trying to say. There's a lot of like higher seated, uh, you know, like a lot of 16s beating a lot of eights. You know what I mean? And it's a lot of, uh, it's, it's happened quite a bit and that's because it's been a very wonky season because of COVID-19 you know teams have uh, had to cancel their seasons left and right people getting sick you know just a lot of people probably opting out from playing a lot of like they're not they're not getting as many games reps practices in it's all that stuff I mean Ashley and I are UNC fans we like the Tar Heels and uh, we watched their first game and uh, they got uh, beat beat by the nine seed they were the eight seed and they're out of the tournament so first time Roy Williams has ever lost in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Right. Roy Williams being the coach of the uh, University of North Carolina Tar Heels. Yep. He's 29. He was 29 and 0. Now he's 29 and 1. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun because, like, right now, like, there's basketball on, like, at all times forever. And yeah. It's, and it's really good. I watched even, I, you just keep a game on. I watched the, the UCLA game yesterday. Uh, Ashley and I watched what? I was like a Baylor versus. Uh, Somebody else. We watched UVA. We watched the UVA we game. We watched some Gonzaga game. Gonzaga, Norfolk State, which I did not even know was a university in my my home state of Virginia. Um, yeah, we've been watching some games. We've been having some fun. I don't. I just don't know like what I'm supposed to be looking for with these games. So I just like watch it because I kind of like basketball. It's just like not. Like, I don't know. I don't have any horses in the race except for, you know, UNC, and they're gone. So it's well, like, we well, filled out a bracket. You filled out a bracket. And I slapped your name on it. You did. <laughs> and so, uh, apparently we're not doing too well. That's so. your horse in this race. Oh, there you go. You got anything else to nah. say? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I really don't. Come on. What else do we, could we talk about? I don't have anything. Come on, babe. Think of something fun and cool. Um, We went to folks it's very hard another goodwill <laughs> yeah it's very hard i mean you got to think like you know think about your your partner right you know who, who's sitting in the room with you you know watching tv right now or whatever they're doing yeah you know, imagine that you had to recap your your week every single week and imagine you were doing that during a pandemic yeah. where you really weren't doing it's not much anything folks. not much and and everything that you've done you've already like if we do one thing in a week you better believe we're talking about that with each other for days i kind of feel like except for the cookie this podcast is exactly what we did last week like, i'm pretty sure we talked about 60 days in oh pretty my sure God. we talked about homecoming i'm pretty sure we talked about uh you know love island um, I think I talked more about VHS tapes last week. Yeah, you were really into VHS tapes. Still last am, week. but it's like got nothing else. I, I did. I found a couple more that are kind of fun. I found a video yearbook of a, an all boys academy, uh, Christian academy from Seton, uh, from Seton Hall, from Staten, Staten Island, Island, from like 1995 or it's six or fun. something. It's fun. It is fun to watch, folks. Uh, it's a, weird it's, that there's there's literally no female energy yeah, in it, it at is all. Weird. It's like you're just watching 
watching teen boys. Greasy dudes. Like, like greasy bad boys. Skin. Bad skin. Real bad skin. A lot of greasy hair. Talking about the, what happened that year. But uh, it is fucking fun, though. It like, is. You know, yeah. they're talking about like they're fi- like the interviewing for their favorite movies. Like, my favorite movie is Jurassic Park because of all the action and the dinosaurs. It's yeah. just like, I like the idea that like that could happen. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's fun. So I've. I think i'm gonna digitize as, as a matter of fact i know i'm going to digitize some of these like weirder tapes that i'm finding i found uh, a tape from that a comedian clearly was selling after shows or whatever also from the mid 90s uh new jersey comedian and it's a it's a vhs tape and all of like the labels were created by like they're just label maker labels and just like a real like piece of uh it's history a diy treat well, back in the day actually you know you had to have your 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 set on a tape um and you know what i mean like do you know i have a friend who their first time they ever auditioned for montreal the just for laughs festival new faces they sent in a vhs and it was way after the fact no they like sent in the vhs they were asked to send in a a tape and they sent in a vhs and then they were always like i want i don't i never knew if it got there like they were specifically asked to send in a vhs that's so weird isn't that weird um yeah i uh i well dvd i mean eventually nobody had anything but maybe it was I, a dvd maybe i'm making that shit up <laughs> i remember receiving a tape from a guy um and he's kind of an infamous guy in new york say comedy. his name i'm not gonna say I'm, i'll say his first name is randy um and so does he run he runs a show so i uh i i was um we i had a show and the Lower East Side in like 2007. Um, and uh, this guy came to the show and, and asked, he's like, hey, I'd like to do the show sometime. And then handed me a VHS tape. Wow. And I was like, thrown then. You know what I mean? And now it's what, 15 years later or whatever. So. I know Randy. I like Randy. Yeah, of course. I mean, but it was just like, he was an older guy and had been a comedian for years and years and years. So it sort of makes sense. But this is this guy, his name is Paul Veneri. And I looked him up, and it uh, doesn't seem like it ever really worked out, uh, you know, as shame. much as you'd want it to. Um, and uh, this is like, uh, you know, what was unfortunate about it, I was very excited to watch this, you know. I was like, so I put it in. And somebody fucking, whoever put it, uh, sold it to the fucking thrift shop, I guess taped a fucking Boston Red Sox game over it. Uh- and I was like, fuck, this sucks. I was so pissed. Uh, I fast forwarded just to see, and it seems seems like maybe the first forty minutes of the tape is um, the Boston Red Sox game, and then it jumps into this guy Paul Venieri's set. And it seems like he performed for a while. I think there's close to an hour of material on here. And folks, there's props, and folks, there's guitars, and there is a piano, and it's I like I think you described it as cokey. It's when a I bit wa- cokey. <laughs> Sounds like he's got kind of coke nose, and he's a little all over the place. He's there's all like, over the place. There's that crazy energy. There's some crazy New Jersey energy. Some crowd work. But lots I, of crowd work. I love that he clearly like booked out like a Holiday Inn around here or something, and and just like papered the room, and he put a lot of work into this thing, and and it just go. It's just like very fascinating to me as you know a person who's you know trying to. Um, continue at whatever rate being an entertainment in the year 2021 but in 96 just having this tape and 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 just hustling really hard on the jersey shore and stuff like that and it's a very fascinating brings time a tear capsule. to my eye to be honest it does yeah it's kind of uh you know it's kind of sad but also it's great that like it's, it's part of a tradition of people yeah. trying to make it out there 
Um, so yeah, we went to some thrift shop that was like covered in like six inches of dust. Run um, by an insane woman. Run by an insane woman. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, they had the most shit there that I've seen in any thrift shop ever. Nick had me on the ground going through boxes of tapes. I'm looking for cassette tapes. No cassette tapes are ever worth buying at any of these stores. And I sent Ashley to the back of the store to go look at stuff while I was looking at VHS tapes. And Ashley found a dusty old two cassette tape combination of a uh, Andrew Dice Clay record called The Day the Laughter Died. Now, The Day the Laughter Died is the only Andrew Dice Clay uh, album I've ever listened to over and over again. And that is because it's like kind of a very special uh, recording. It's like from like 1990. Andrew Dice Clay was like incredibly famous at the time. He walked into Danger Fields in Manhattan, which is a comedy club. And he, on a Wednesday night, you know, at like midnight. Was a comedy club. Was a, is, is Danger Fields gone now? So uh, I never walked into that place. Don't, don't even know what it looks like. Um, and uh, he, he, Dice being like the, mo- the most famous person like on the planet at that point, at like midnight on a Wednesday, just performed to like, 50 people and just bombed the whole time on purpose did not want to do one joke just alienated everybody until like there was like two people left in the room and it's like a two hour long performance Mm. he was just attacking people in the audience he does this thing at the end of the the what i you know um of the performance he 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 plays the piano and does this weird sort of like anti-comedy thing where he's kind of saying this catchphrase over and over again that makes no sense where it's kind of like him sort of being like he goes yeah that was i guess that was like an hour back get it no hour back hour get back it? hour yeah, back yeah hour back that's all he keeps saying hour back well, like our backs ashley i do not think <laughs> it's anything okay he's just riffing and free associating and yeah. yelling. Yeah. And people are like not laughing, but kind of laughing because it's awkward. And it's they're like, uncomfortable. But they're also seeing like a movie star like right. in front of them. Um, you know, it'd be like if uh, if 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 you walked in, it was midnight and Dave Chappelle walked into the yeah. club. You'd stay. Yeah. But then what if Dave Chappelle was purposely trying to get you to leave because he thought it was funny? Yeah. So that was sort of what it was. And uh, he does this hour back get it thing for like 10 minutes just trying to get these other people to leave i never forgot it ever my dad had a double cd of it and i remember listening to it on cd when he had it and um and then i you know i downloaded it on streaming services and actually found a fucking the cassette version of it and it comes in uh like a little sleeve which is really cool yeah it's like a box set if a box set was just two two cassettes, cassettes. and it's um you know rick rubin produced it um so it's kind of like a cool packaging and it's really interesting and weird and now is one of my crown jewels Aww. and is really the only thing that i can like feel really accomplished about in the cassette collection because i'm, I'm gonna try to flip the vhs but i am just collecting the cassettes and uh, so it, everything else that I have uh, in my cassette collection is stuff I fucking bought from eBay. Right. And it's just, I mean. It's, and stuff your dad gave you. 
Yes, I have some stuff that I have to go through. My dad, some bootlegs of Bruce Springsteen shows, a whole bunch of that's stuff. Big. I still haven't even gone through them. But, but you're saying as far as something that's been thrifted, that, that's yeah, been found that in the you, wild. That you found and you only paid two bucks for or whatever the fuck it was. Like, that's it. I mean, I got a black flag. You know, I bought a black flag cassette. It cost me money. All right. There yeah. was no hunting. Well, you're welcome, on. babe. Thank you very much. Have we done enough time? Yeah. Okay. Folks, that has been the podcast. Rate, review, subscribe. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash reality blows. And most of all, enjoy your week. Love you. Bye. Bye.